from Mentor Loop. This is the right connection. I'm Nico Callaghan. On this podcast, I speak with both mentors and mentees who've been part of professional mentoring relationships within their organizations using Mentor Loop. Key components to an effective mentoring relationship actually is that the mentor enters into it with the belief that the mentee can give them something as well. On the previous episode, I spoke with Gemma Freiberg, a public servant from Melbourne, Australia. Gemma is a mentee within the mentoring program of the Institute of Public Administration Australia, the IPAA, or IPA. It's a not-for-profit, apolitical member-based organisation which provides public sector thought leadership and works to strengthen the capacity of public servants through events, training and other activities. For this episode, I'm speaking with Gemma's mentor, Lisa Felden. Lisa also works within the Victorian public sector and is a fellow member of IPA. Here's Gemma on Lisa. Yeah, Lisa's very calming. She's also incredibly funny and she, she's, she's got an ability to make people feel at ease. So a very good match for me in so many ways. This is Lisa. My name is Lisa Felden. I'm the Director of Bus Safety and I work in an organisation called Transport Safety Victoria. And what does your role entail, Lisa? I manage a team of about 17 people and we work across areas of permissioning. So we permission operators to operate a bus business. We audit their compliance with our legislation and we undertake compliance activities out in the field to check that that compliance is continuing and that bus passengers can travel safely. And how long have you been in this role for? So I have been in my current role since, let me think, late October 2018. I'd imagine the realities of public transport have changed quite a bit this year. Can I ask what your own work looks like at the moment? Well, at the moment, we're very focused on starting to turn our mind to our regulatory work in a post-COVID setting. Okay, sure. So I spend a lot of time on planning type activities. We recently concluded our business planning activities so that we're really clear on what our work plan needs to be over the next 12 to 18 months. So I'm doing a lot of work to support those things getting underway, but um, a lot of engagement with my team, engagement with other stakeholders, particularly across government, and uh, just generally making sure that in a setting where um, admittedly bus activity is different to what it normally is, that we're still meeting our regulatory responsibilities to make sure that operators are remaining safe. Of course. People don't necessarily understand the value of work that's done in some parts of the public sector. I mean, I think there are some parts where it's really obvious, you know, our nurses, our police, our teachers, our prison officers, people like that, our child protection workers. But when it comes to roles like mine and my teams, there's a real need for us, I think, to be telling the story of the contribution of the work that we do, really making sure that our work is delivering public value. That's the, the function of the public service, to deliver a public good that wouldn't happen otherwise. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing that we are constantly reminded of the need to ensure that we're telling that story and doing that work. Definitely. The public have a, a right, the taxpayer has a right to to have that assurance. And look, I, you know, I think, I do think that, that, um, that the public service generally, um, particularly at my level, 
you know, really believe that. We really accept that we must deliver and be seen to be delivering value to the public. That doesn't necessarily mean they'll always agree with the decisions that we make, and that's the reality and that can be challenging. Lisa, I'd like to ask you about your mentoring experiences, but in order to do that, I'd like to take a detour and ask you about what happened in 2012. Back in 2012, there was a significant reduction in public sector staff numbers. Mm -hmm. My belief is that we lost a lot of knowledge at that time. A lot of more senior people left. It made me realise that when those things happen, when, when there are those reduction in public sector numbers, a lot of knowledge is going to walk out the door. And so it's The idea of knowledge transfer is incredibly important. And one of the ways I think we do that is through mentoring and through making sure that the people that are coming up are getting all of the support they need to be really effective in their role. And mentoring is one way that we can develop that effectiveness. Of course. And I understand mentoring is an area you have both practical and theoretical experience within? I've always been interested in mentoring. So... Back in the very late 90s, I did a Master of Business Administration. And for my major research piece of work, I did a thesis on women's experience of mentoring. I see. And what I was interested to understand was, is mentoring more effective when it's a more informal relationship that is mentee-driven? Or is it a, a more powerful experience when it's in a structured program? And I did interviews of six different women who were working in a range of activities, not not all in the public sector. So I took with me that interest in the powerful impact mentoring can have. Okay. And in your study, were there discoveries or observations you made about the way in which potential mentoring relationships are able to form? The observation I made is that when you're talking about people who are more junior in their role or younger in years they will generally find it hard to make the connections that lead to an effective mentoring relationship. So they take great comfort, I think, in being able to work within a framework where expectations are clearly mapped out and there's some process and and they get some help at matching with someone who has got some ability to make a positive impact on their career or their thinking or whatever it might be. Sure. I think it is more effective for people who are more junior, it's a pretty big ask to think that they're going to be able to make those effective mentoring connections and relationships without some support. And that's where formal structured programs can can help. So Lisa, You connected with Gemma through the Mentor Loop app. What did she mention in your initial communications and where did it lead? She explained in that first email the particular aspects of me that spoke to her and what she was seeking to get out of it. And that was really useful because that helped me understand um, a little bit of what she was looking for as well as a little bit about her background as well. And we had an initial face-to-face meeting, but it was just as COVID was kind of kicking off. So it was the only face-to-face in-person meeting that we've had. 
I thought it was really helpful for both of us because it helped us have some of those early conversations around expectation setting. And so it gave the good structure to get us started. Sure. Which is great because then those discussions are sort of driven by what is really important to Gemma at the time and also what's important to me. I mean, I'm getting as much out of the discussions as as I hope I'm providing for her. Mm. So you're benefiting from the mentoring connection too then? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I entered this mentoring relationship with my own things that I was hoping to get from the person that I was the mentor for. I really wanted to have the opportunity to have these discussions with someone who is from a younger generation, particularly around the issue of effective communication, you know, what that looked like. So those were sorts of issues that I wanted to explore with Gemma. So I have often come into our conversations, you know, with my own challenge that I'm grappling with that particular week and bounced some things off her and sounded her out on, you know, how would this come over with you? How would you feel about this? And that's been really helpful. And and, and I have to say, I think one of the key components to an effective mentoring relationship actually is that the mentor enters into it with the belief that the mentee can give them something as well. It's not a, it's not a one-way thing. Lisa, when I spoke with Gemma, something she touched on was her grappling with taking the leap to the next stage of her career. You know, the sense I get is that she's, she's really ready for her next opportunity. I'm sure she'll be very happy to hear you say that, Lisa. Thanks so much for speaking with me. It was so nice to meet you. All right, lovely. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much. You can learn more about Mentor Loop on our website or catch us on our social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. There, you can chat with a mentoring specialist or book a demo to see how it can build a culture of mentoring within your organisation. Until next time, I'm Nico Callaghan. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection.